Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, everybody. This is the NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson, Jason Bowen, Cody Spears, and I believe Yannick Eckhart from Journey will join us tonight. We've got a a draft themed episode. I want to, I want the group to start thinking about how the draft might shake out and in a preliminary sense, start to spitball, which teams at the top might do what. So we're going to start going down the draft pecking order with the current order as if the draft started tonight, what we think teams might do. But before that, we'll chat, we'll chat a little bit about a, a fantasy sleeper or two heading into your championship weekend. Hopefully you are in one or a couple of those that's on the agenda tonight. First, BetOnline.ag, the only people that don't get time off at this time of the year are pro athletes and the men and women at BetOnline.ag. With NFL, bowl season, NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure that you have all the last second odds, news, and information. BetOnline has all the sports wagering information available that you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head on over there today and get in on the action. Remember to use this promo code from us, B-L-E-A-V, believe, B-L-E-A-V, to re- receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first de- deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. It's the final 2023 edition of Trend Zone. We've got uh, oodles to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the Broncos to start things off. We didn't expect to talk about the Broncos tonight, mainly because they... They lost, but they they inserted some drama for us, so we're going to jump into that. We're going to do a quick segment on fantasy sleepers uh, because hopefully you guys and gals are in championships this weekend, starting tomorrow with Browns and Jets. And then we're going to talk a little bit about, the, well, about half the show about draft stuff, which will continue, of course, for the next four months because before you know it, we'll be thick into draft season. But first, Jason, we have to start with you, sir. So I was just saying before we press the record button here that I don't know that the most plugged-in Broncos fans thought that benching Russell Wilson, who has not had a poor season, was going to be on the table. And rarely do teams just flaunt financial decisions like this in our face and just say, (laughs) hey, this is what we're doing. And I guess Sean Payton tried to dress it up a little bit and said that he needed a spark from Jarrett Stidham. But uh, so on your – I'm I'm guessing that you were pretty crushed by the Broncos losing in their playoff – percentages dipping to below like 8% or whatever. But tell us about Russ to the bench and possibly the end of the era. Well, you know, I uh, certainly crushed. Um, And what made it worse is that every team that, you know, Denver fans were hoping to lose lost, coupled with the Chiefs losing. Denver can still win the division. (laughs) I I mean, crazy as that sounds. Um, And as bad as the Chiefs are playing, God, what what an end of the season that would be. No, uh, you know, and like you said, Russ Russ's numbers are, if you're just looking at his overall statistics with 26 TDs, eight picks, good, especially considering what Denver's had over the last decade almost. Um, but I watch every single game. And for three-fourths of those games, he does things that, drive me completely nuts and I can't even imagine how nuts it drives Sean Payton um so you know I knew it was probably I was shocked when when that news came out um you know but we'll you know we'll see what happens um I don't think it's gonna really matter one way or another it's 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 
it wasn't Sean Payton's guy. Um, he was, he made that pretty evident from the, from the moment he arrived in Denver. Um, I think he did the best he could with what he had. Um, Russ did some good things this year and he was pretty competent from time to time, especially it's easy to say that when you compare him to what he was last year. Mm -hmm. But I mean, look at his passing yards, barely, he barely passed 3000. <laughs> so if that shows, I mean, he, yeah, I, it's it's. What are your guys' thoughts on it? Well, I was gonna say, sure, surely they will have to enter in the quarterback mixed this April because a they have a first rounder back, and b to offset the ginormous dead cap yes. money. Like, there's no way they can go get a veteran. Correct? It has to be probably Bo Nix or Michael well, Penix, the, right? Well, the the veteran, the veteran is Stidham. <laughs> that's that's the way Sean Payton is looking at this thing. He got ten million dollars at the beginning of the year. This is the most high is the highest paid backup ever. Um, Sean Payton really likes this guy for some. I, mean, I think he and I think he does. Um, I don't think it's smoke and mirrors either. So we'll see what he can do. But yeah, ideally, yeah, you want to get a quarterback this this draft, and it is exciting now. But yeah, obviously, we're not going to get any of the big guys. I mean, the top top guys. But, you know, it's there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this class. So, depending on where they fall, I mean, you could maybe trade up and grab one of them. So, we'll see. Were you disappointed by this or indifferent? I mean, it doesn't sound like you you love it. So, where are you on the emotional meter? Well, I can't even tell you how many times throughout the season that I would be sitting there screaming at my TV because this guy just will not, will not get rid of the football. Right. He just he just drops back the line, the offensive line that he's had protecting him is like the fifth or seventh ranked offensive line in the league. They provide him at least a good four to six seconds per drop back. That's ample time to get rid of the ball, but he just won't do it. He will not pass it. He just runs around back there and then he'll make the occasional good play, which will restore hope. And then, you know, but it. I'm not at all. I'm not at all surprised. Part of me is glad. I mean, you know, I mean, because what good is he doing in there? He, we're not, we, we see what he is. We see what he isn't. Um, I, I got to imagine that. Yeah, I, I'm just it's going to be. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, you saw him play against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, yeah, I've been watching him pretty intently since he got there. And even this year. And I'm glad he had flashes of returning to his old self. But it really seems that barring something really sweet for him next year somewhere else it seems like uh he just hit he hit that washed wall a little sooner than most expected well than everybody expected because he was so damn good in Seattle so good and <laughs> i have to go and revisit those tapes uh the Seattle tape occasionally because i don't know non-scripted plays is clearly what the guy was was fantastic at and still is to a certain degree but in the pocket i mean he's horrible absolutely trash but he's always been that way cody don't you remember the stat that you put out there like right before this even started about how awful he is at going across the middle yeah yeah he's still that way no so horrible <laughs> horrible at it i mean i'm looking at like and i know you guys probably can't stand this guy but jared goff he draws back fakes the handoff turns around and delivers the ball Straight across the middle. Why can't Russ do that? He did that against the Vikings. Oh, I hate it. It yeah. drives you nuts. But that's that's what it is. I mean, he gets rid of the ball in like two and a half seconds. 
Cody, what are your uh, when you saw the Russell Wilson um, news today? What did you think, and what are your subsequent thoughts? I'm a biased believer in Jarrett Stidham since we went to the same high school, and mm-hmm. he was our yeah. second string QB uh, my last year I played. But um, so and then with the backup money, I always kind of had a feeling like, man, if Russ don't work out, if he plays like he did last year, then you know Stidham could really realistically be an option here. Um, yeah. obviously Russell Wilson staved that off, but Russell Wilson's for sure starting for another team. And, uh, just like Jason, I don't, I don't blame him. Like he, he can't execute that Sean Payton offense. I mean, if you think about those past Sean Payton offenses, they lived in the middle of the field. Like that is how his offense runs is inside out. And Russell Wilson's just a square cog and trying to fit in a circle hole. That's all. Yeah. He's still good, but not a fit. And uh, so, yeah, it, it apparently as soon as a couple months from now, we're going to talk about him on the open market, sounds like. And then unless Stidham is like this true like reclamation gym that Sean Payton has planned, then you're, you know, you're, you're, then the Broncos are another team that's going to snipe one of the, the quarterbacks when there should be between five and seven coming off the board in round one. Yeah, it's like they're yeah, paying the Piper for two years ago when there was only one in Kenny Pickett. Now, now it's all coming back this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, this, and this is before we even have any real hype about the class. Right now, it's just a uh, Williams and Drake May thing. God knows how we're going to, like, you know, we dragged Malik Willis. We wanted to drag him in the first round two years ago. There's going to be those guys, too. So, And what about Russ? If, they, if there's another team out there, right, that looks at the stats that I've outlined and alluded, 26 and 8, not bad. If you look at his statistical numbers in all the major categories, with the exception of yards, he's up there. Did he do enough to command some trade value? And if so, and if so, if some other team trades for him, does that relieve Denver any? No, not really. Not, I mean, I'd have to go run the cap numbers, but it certainly doesn't really help all that much. Um, but does it? Does it even really matter though? Because remember, no. we're not even talking about Aaron Rodgers anymore. Remember when every when they uh, the Jets traded for Rodgers, everybody's like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be cap hell." This mm-hmm. you know, for the Packers, but has it? Nobody even well, mentions it anymore. Aaron Rodgers gave back like forty mil. Also, yeah, no, the, the and Russell Wilson was like, "I'm not giving that shit up," and then they're like, "Oh, too bad." We're taking it. Yeah, the Packers still have the the dead cap money on the books, but it's just nobody really cares. Like it, it's one of those things yeah, that so, just... so why would Denver care? Well, it, it because it's it is it's a scourge. It's a real it's a shitty thing to have. It I mean, is, it is because because it, it's it's like if it's 37 million or whatever, whatever the numbers are, then that's like what five good players that you won't have because <laughs> well, five or four decent, really good players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but this, this is the price of doing business. And that's why I'm confused on George Payton's culpability and role in this. Is he just like, all right, yeah, let's get rid of him because he brought him here. Um, <laughs> he could be out the door too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's all just like, yeah, yeah, George Payton could be fun. on his way out too, though. Yeah, that's what there's also been rumblings about. Yeah. That. You don't hear Russell about him too much as Atlanta. is. Oh, I still nice. have, uh, Justin Fields going there, but now that Wilson's available, uh, it seems like and for the team now, we know about Wilson, for them to sign on for his services, it's going to have to be a team that isn't That's really cool. trying to do a like 
like you know, like the Falcons or Commanders or Bucks, some team that's just content, yeah, with a, with a dude, and yeah, well, yeah, great, we got something, yeah, Where, uh, yeah. Well, whereas a lot of teams were like, no way in hell we're gonna do that. It seems like the Falcons or the Commanders could be like that. But, yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, well, Wes, sorry to shut you out. What do you got on Russell Wilson? Yeah, it's interesting to say the least. He had almost identical statistics to Patrick Mahomes this year. Um, and for them to pivot and go a, another direction is surprising. But at the same time, he's got, I think I saw about 90 mil due over the next two years. And um, I, I'm sure new ownership in town, uh, they want to get out from that bloated contract and clear the books and and start fresh so um i could see him ending up in like a a new orleans uh obviously the the fans hate uh car (laughs) they they absolutely despise car um adding russ would just be another quarterback i think that they would wind up just absolutely despising so uh, it might be a, a, a perfect uh matrimony there oh yeah new england would be interesting as well yeah oh yeah so uh, i think we forgot or just don't care Derek carr signed a four-year 150 million dollar deal <laughs> so he stuck yeah unless they do the There's same no thing outs. as the broncos uh, well, it, I'm sure it's like any other deal in the NFL. It's a two-year deal. After two years, the the sins and pain start to reduce a little bit. <laughs> Maybe they'll trade no, trade th- for one yeah. another. I, and the Saints aren't aggressive enough. They they like to sit in that lukewarm bathwater. Yeah, I, I'm it. pretty sure Derek Carr financially has to be on the roster one more season. Otherwise, it's absolute financial malpractice. Uh, Yannick, anything that's not been said yet about Russ? Will he ever recover? Or I guess will he ever be loved again? <laughs> <laughs> Not in Denver. Um, so I was shocked at first. Uh, I had to check the playoff odds because I mean there's still a chance they make the playoffs. So I changed the quarterback at this point. But I mean Jason talked about it. He has not been very good. Um, and I think Jared Stidham is actually one of the better backup quarterbacks. Um, I heard Chris Sims talk about him in the offseason, and he said, um, you know what, he can can execute uh, Sean Payton's offense. He's a talented player, has a good arm, and Russ is in trouble. And, well, that's exactly what happened. And, yeah, it will be interesting where uh, if someone is interested in, in Wilson's services, um, he can be had for maybe like $5 million, something like like Baker Mayfield's contract mm-hmm. because he still gets paid by Denver. So going to be interesting where he lands next year. He's actually yeah. the perfect dude. If you want your team to be competitive, but then you also have Bo Nix chilling that you got with the 27th pick or some shit like that. He would be the perfect solution there where there's not like, there's not a clear patch over situation in week two or three. Like you want to do both. You want, maybe, maybe it's a, a guy like Quinn Ewers or somebody that gets drafted in round two or three. And you're like, this is a red shirt. You're like Hinnon hooker this year. We're picking, we're going with Ross, but we know that we're going to start. I mean, that's, I don't, I really don't know if even the Falcons or the commanders would sign on for Russ as the solution with nothing else waiting bomb. But I think especially because you can get them for cheap 
that he could he could be the ultimate bridge quarterback that you want, yep. especially with the next Ryan Tannehill. Indeed. All right, let's get into the some next fantasy Joe stuff. Flacco. <laughs> right. Yeah, Russ is going to resurge again in what four years <laughs> when quarterback injuries hit. Uh, Wes, let's talk about fantasy sleepers. This is always tricky for me to identify because the definition. Like, I don't know how deep we're getting. Uh, I play in some pretty damn deep leagues, so my sleepers get pretty desperate. But why don't you set the tone? Give me uh, a sleeper or two that you have on your mind for championship week. Uh, I will go with a a deep sleeper to start. Um, I will go with Derek Carr, the aforementioned (laughs) Derek Carr. Um, He gets a Tampa defense that is a pass funnel. Tampa is very good against the run, but they are not very good against the pass. And over the last couple of weeks, Carr has put up some pretty strong numbers. So um, if you're, if you're in a pinch, kind of like I am in in the league, uh, you're going to throw out um, Derek Carr in there. So um, I got Derek Carr and then another one to keep, uh, your eyes on is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Jarek McKinnon wound up on IR. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco uh, is con- dealing with a concussion or left last Sunday's game with a concussion. So uh, there's a solid chance that CEH is the last man standing in Kansas City. And if you're in a pinch and looking for, uh, you know, a, a cheap, 20 plus looks or touches, then that's, that's a decent option there. Yannick, give us a sleeper or two that come to the top of your head. So it's, it's also a really deep sleeper, but Emery DeMarcado running back from the Cardinals. He has put up 16 points in, uh, he's put up over 10 points in back-to-back weeks. You're in a really deep league. You can perhaps stream him for, for your championship game. And uh, Demarcus Robinson, a wide receiver from the Rams, he's putting up numbers in every every uh, single week. Uh, four touchdowns in the last four weeks, one in each game. He continues that streak. You, you've got a solid player. Mm. Cody, did you come up with any on the fly that are different than this grouping? Yes, I sure did. So for me, I got... Carolina running back Chuba Hubbard uh, over the last five weeks, he's scored at least 11.6 fantasy points. Um, the Panthers as a whole, which he does have a monopoly on that backfield, but the Panthers as a whole over the last five weeks are um, I just lost it. 13th and fantasy points per game. And then they're going up against the Packers who over the last five weeks are seventh and fantasy points per game allowed to running backs. Chuba Hubbard's on fire right now. And honestly, with the way the 24 class is looking, I wouldn't be surprised he opens up next year as the starter as well. One thing I wanted to, I think I've said this before, but I want to reiterate it. Uh, Before the season started, right before our drafts, Cody, and this is kind of off topic, but it pertains to fantasy. You talked about some sort of stat that talked about running backs with rookie quarterbacks that are getting the start and how miserable those guys perform. And we saw it in the flesh with the Panthers and Miles Sanders and then uh, the Texans, as good as C.J. Stroud has been. 
None of their running backs, even ones like Damian Pierce that was going, you know, in the top 20 of drafts. So whatever voodoo it is with that stat, file it in your memory banks when it comes to subsequent drafts, because if you're spending high round capital on a quarterback, you know, as a rookie is going to start out of the gate. There's a really good chance based on histrionics that that running back isn't going to do the trick. And it's so weird because you think it'd be the opposite, that he'd want to lean on his primary ball carrier, but instead it just doesn't work. Uh, And I really wish we would have seen more out of Anthony Richardson Mm because I really was off Jonathan Taylor um, in general just because of the threat Anthony Richardson is. We didn't get to see them together at all. I think it might have been only for partial one game. Um, But... The the running attack really took off when Gardner Minshew went in there and was utilizing the running backs more so than Anthony Richardson was. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe a mobile quarterback changes that at all. Yeah, um, mobile quarterbacks tend to devalue um, the other position players, wide receivers, running back, at least in fantasy. It's possible for, you know, one, maybe two of those to be successful, but you're not seeing the across the board, um, you know, three people competing for a thousand yards uh, on those types of teams all that often. Uh, another stat to to file away is uh, as we're seeing more and more quarterbacks, especially with the read option, target the wide receiver. That's the number one option on that team because that Michael is. Bidden the option uh, of the of the read. So they're going to be peppered with targets. Give us examples of the, the uh, wide receiver. Uh, just like Cody said, Michael Pittman yep. okay. is prime example. Uh, uh, Debo Samuel is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, top of my head, Adam Thielen was there for a little bit. Okay. I mean, right, yeah. uh, just first re- first read guys, whether they're going to take off with their legs or throw a quick strike. Yeah. Right. Oh, a dude out of Detroit. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, that oh, guy yeah. gets a lot. Yeah, that guy's money. Hey, we're real quick. I, this is the only thing I'm going to say about fantasy. I, you know what I found out? You know who has the most fantasy points ever scored in the game? I'm sure you guys do. Michael Vick. Clinton Portis. 2003. (laughs) That's my first guess, too. I was shocked when I found out 55 points he scored in 2003 against against the uh, Chiefs. Damn. Okay. Was that like five touchdowns? Five touchdowns, 240 yards. (laughs) Oh, just a league record. Oh, that's badass. I'm pretty sure that's what Amari Cooper would just went off for as well. That's what it felt like. We were the last two weeks for Amari Cooper. Yeah, it's insane. It's like he's uh, the playoff fantasy playoff version of himself. It's like <laughs> receiving balls from Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah, it's like a character. Like the playoff started, the dude became Calvin Johnson. Like someone picked up the Madden controller and just <laughs> yeah. started signing dudes. Uh, before we hop into, I guess, a little bit of draft stuff, we we hijacked the show with fantasy and Broncos chat. Uh, I have a couple, but I don't know. I don't know how deep there are. They are Brandon Powell. If Jordan Addison doesn't play, he is he did not practice today, and the Vikings will have uh, Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne sometimes just isn't effective at all. So whether or not you classify Sleeper as KJ Osborne or Brandon Powell, if you have a deep league, uh, Jordan Addison may not play. The same mentality goes for Cedric Wilson on the Dolphins because Jalen Waddle has a high ankle sprain, but it's one of those ones where, oh, he, yeah, he could play, whereas some players are out for like 
three months with a high ankle sprain. So watch for that. And then this one is the one up for debate. Ty Chandler, I don't know if you consider him a sleeper. He had a shitty game last week, but he had a wonderful game the week before. And when Alexander Madison returned against the Lions, he had like uh, two carries for negative something yards. So I'm going to guess that if the Vikings season continues, that Chandler will be the RB1. But those are that. All right. On the draft, we only left ourselves about 10, 12 minutes or so. Uh, the At the onset of the show, the idea was to go through as many teams as we could to discuss what they probably will do. Right now, that's looking as like probably only the Bears and maybe one other team. But Cody, I shall start with you. This is going to be probably the most popular talking point about the draft and maybe in the NFL for the next two months after the postseason. Will the Bears stick with Justin Fields or will they draft Caleb Williams or Drake May? What do you think uh, and who would it be? Barring a Eli Manning-esque um, way out of Chicago for Caleb Williams, they absolutely have to take Caleb Williams. Um, a lot of people are kind of off of him right now because it's kind of the cool thing to do on Twitter is, is to have a problem with Caleb Williams and call him a bust. But this is still a guy that can make any throw on any platform at any angle, and he can do it with ease. Uh, his throw power is not only elite, but it could rival any QB on the planet. Um, as long as his coaching were to be right and they were to incorporate his legs into more of his power throws because he does have a good enough arm to just rely on that and not so much fundamentals. Uh, speaking of Russell Wilson, Caleb Williams is has great pocket presence reminiscent of early career Russell Wilson. Um, I'll leave some meat on the bone for everybody else. And <laughs> some of my negatives, though, I do want to point out um, whenever I was really looking into Caleb Williams today, he had more negatives than I thought he would because everybody hypes, hypes him up so much. But it's really just because he's so good that he doesn't need to rely on things that other quarterbacks need to. And that's things like his footwork. It's it's a little choppy. Like I said, it makes him rely on his arm, which keeps him from having the best deep ball even in this class. And his coach needs to incorporate his leg throws consistently. And um, let's see, let's scroll down and hear some more. My last negative note on him is he's six foot one, 210 pounds. And it does feel like he plays bigger than that. Whenever I read that, I was like, six one, two ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely going to need to bulk up to take a beating at the next level. Um, but overall, incredible combination of skills arm talent and tangibles and i don't i don't think there's anything in his game that can't be cleaned up so i'm really hoping that he gets a good landing spot because with the proper coaching this he could absolutely be the best qb ever with the best coaching he can get i mean you can say that for a lot of people but this this guy really has a ceiling are the bears gonna unlock it I mean, like, good for Vikings fans, probably not. I wish Caleb Williams could go anywhere else. I hope they keep Justin Fields and trade the pick. But, I mean, can you imagine Caleb Williams to Denver if they were to trade down with Denver? That would be – it'd be beautiful. But, oh. I mean, is it the right move for the Bears? Because they're the Bears, probably not. I'm helmet scouting there. But he goes yeah. number one overall, regardless of what team it is. Yannick, there's either a lot of Bears fans or there are a few that yell loud that they're just going to, they should stick with fields. You can't get rid of this guy. And therefore, Ryan Poles would probably do the same thing they did last year. And that's give up the first pick 
for a King's Ransom and get down to number three and still draft Marvin Harrison or something of the like. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, do you th- what do you think they should do or will do, Yannick? You pick which one you want to answer uh, regarding Justin Fields and the first overall pick. Um, I think they, they should pick uh, Caleb Williams. He's, he's just, he's as good as everyone talks about him. He's, he's incredible. Um, the only thing he, he doesn't do well, in my opinion, is um, he tries to do too much sometimes. Um, and too much hero ball gets him in trouble. Uh, sometimes you, you just have to throw the ball away, take a sack, live on another day and just make the next play and that's it and he doesn't do that well he always wants to scramble around and and find a big a big play just throw a three-yard pass sometimes that's it um but will they do that i don't know maybe they just stick with with uh fields because he has played well in, in the last six weeks or so has really developed into a solid passer more than just a running quarterback um but i think they should they should uh draft williams yep it's uh death taxes and fields getting hot at this time of year <clears throat> which like just propels them into the off season so that folks can reestablish their ardor for them jason what do you think the bears man this one is so tricky because they historically absolutely cannot solve the quarterback position they kind of have with fields but now the opportunity they have the opportunity to say Goodbye to him and get on with Caleb Williams or Drake May. What a conundrum. What yeah. an absolute. It was the exact same situation last year. The exact same situation last year. I don't know how you could how you could pass up Caleb Williams. Um, but gosh, if I was there, if I was in charge over there. I I think I probably would, though, and. Because I like that King's Ransom. I mean, I like the idea of being able to get, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. And who knows what else comes along with it. Um, But I I don't know that there's a wrong choice here. Um, But, um, yeah, I I don't know what I would do. I I honestly have no idea what I would do in this. It, It was a lot easier to make this call last year. Yeah. This year, Caleb Williams, I mean, this guy's been talked about for years. Um, and then, yeah, up until recently, he's getting some negative vibes. But yeah, come on, this guy is the real deal. Um, I think they probably take him. The reason that he has come back down a little bit, and he'll go back up during the draft cycle, is the whole QB wins thing. Um, well, and then one one last thing I'll say about the the difference between this year and last year is I don't think that Fields would command like if you wanted to turn around and trade fields last year, you probably could have netted a lot more than you could this year. I guess maybe I'm wrong there, but I, I I think a lot of people are looking at the same thing that you are. Oh, well, good. I guess it's that time of the year where he's going to kick it up a little bit, but we saw what he did for the first, you know, eight to 10 games. Well, with the exception of against Denver where he looked like uh, (laughs) Warren moon, but still, (laughs) Yeah, this uh, <clears throat> this year is a little bit different because uh, Caleb is so I don't know, legitimate. Um, and yeah, I think that he just fell victim to QB wins in college football. They they, they didn't get to anywhere close to the national championship. Yeah, and therefore he must not be able to drag his team to it, which is just stupid, ridiculous. Uh, the, res- the resident USC expert, Wes. 
Uh, what do the Bears do? Do they go with your guy, Caleb, or do they stick with Justin? I, I think they do go with Caleb. Um, they saw, or at least the city of Chicago saw firsthand um, what happens when you take Sam Bo- Bowie and trying to get cute with it. Um, <laughs> ushered in the, the Michael Jordan era and for all intents and purposes, Caleb Williams is the next Jordan-esque type of player, uh, or at least he's coming in with that hype. Um, and you don't pass on those types of guys. That That's a quick way to lose your job as a GM. Um, they could turn and flip fields for a first in this draft, I, I believe, um, If especially Atlanta's hovering around 14 or 15. Uh, that deal would make a lot of sense. Uh, it would likely need to include more, but I don't think uh, his value has really gone down all that much. Um, I saw some rumblings uh, maybe a month and a half ago or two months ago regarding Williams. Um, there were some reports out there that he's sub six foot tall. So Really? Uh, yeah. The, that, would, the con- that would crater him. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So at least com- in comparison to Drake May, who is size king of the class. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Uh, that information was out there. I-, I haven't seen much of it since, but I I did catch a whiff of it, and I was just like, I, I tried to look a little bit more into that, and I couldn't really find too much more. Uh, but if he's Closer to six foot than six foot one, or a little under six foot, that's going to be problematic. Would, uh, uh, won't we know for sure at the combine, or can that still be yes. fudged? Okay. Yeah, we'll know for sure. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that would put Drake May over the top, then, you know, big strapping. It, I think it would, without a doubt. Drake May is like you, you remove speed and athleticism, but you're just building body parts in a lab for NFL football. It's, it's Drake May. Well, how, what's he? Six five, six four, two hundred thirty pounds with room to pack. Oh, geez! <laughs> and he runs like Josh Allen. I'm thinking four five, four six, probably four six, but still. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah. Then that will be quite the. I mean, it's so it'd be so weird if all of these scouts and then GMs watched Caleb Williams for however many months now, five six, and then they get to the combine and they're like, well, five eleven and three fourths, and they're like, oop, nope. Can't do it. Um, it's <laughs> not, like I, not that it can't be done. It's just yeah. That's it, funny, Mike. Because what's Kyler? What's Kyler Murray? That's funny. You just I said think Kyler he's, Murray. He's sold as five eleven, isn't he? But he's really like five five ten, maybe. Yeah, yeah but he's 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 weighs more than Caleb Williams does. <laughs> and, my, and I have down here for my player comparison for Caleb Williams is Kyler Murray, but bigger, cheaper, and more nuanced. Drake May, I have a quieter rookie, Matthew Stafford, but with Josh Allen mobility. Jaden Daniels is Justin Fields, but with an affordable affordable rookie contract. Well, that might be enough to scare folks off. Jaden Daniels keeps saying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they play just like each other in a, in a sense. We'll get yeah. to that, though, next week. Maybe. Yeah. All right, gents. Yeah, we only got to talk about one for the Patriots. So next, between the <laughs> next couple of weeks, because uh, we have the playoffs coming up and that can't be jettisoned, we'll get more into the draft. And then we'll have a, a resh- we'll probably have a little bit of a reshuffled order um, in terms of the draft, because there's a chance, a small chance, that the Bears fall out of this because Panthers win a game or two. The Cardinals could hop up there, and uh, the Cardinals could be in that spot where, hey, we just want Marvin Harrison, so we'll trade 
first pick to whoever. All right, guys. Same time next week. We'll talk to you then, all right? Good night, guys. All right, later. Later. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.